This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start your weekend off right. This is BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome into another edition of BetQLU. We are live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You listen to us live or Download the show as a podcast once we are done. And of course, you can watch us on YouTube and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql. That's where you see uh, all three of our beautiful faces. He's RJ Choppy. She's Kayla Canaram. I'm Chris Mack. And I got like a new lighting rig here that somehow makes me look very a whole lot more Blair Witchy. So um, I promise <laughs> I'm not being held hostage right now. It's just the lighting. Um Maybe it's a couple hours less sleep last night. I don't know, but if I get real close and I talk like this, it's not because we're in the woods chasing ghosts. I promise. <laughs> we're chasing bets, people. It's college basketball season. Damn it. Let's get serious. Um, hi, guys. How are we doing? Great. We're doing great. I don't know if you caught this, but my Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. So it's been a good week, guys. Oh, I had no idea. I hadn't yeah. heard anything yeah, about they- it. I, I heard something about that. Um, I also know they are they are also incredible liars. I have never seen a team lie about being overlooked. And oh yeah, nobody be, thought they were uh, gonna. Nobody yeah. thought they could do it. I uh, picked them. Were, RJ, I don't know about you. I picked them to go three and fourteen this year. I yeah, just knew I know. they were going to be hot like, trash. Like they were the year. most bet team in Vegas all year, and all <laughs> guys, of a sudden here comes guys. Travis Kelsey. Nobody even picked us to make the playoffs. Oh okay, the God. Fox people. No, no one picked them on the Fox crew to win the Super Bowl that day. And then ahead of the season, everyone said, "Oh my gosh, the AFC West is going to be so stacked. It's going to be the most competitive division." People didn't even pick the Chiefs to make the playoffs. That's what they're referring to. Uh, producer Zach immediately jumps into backup Kayla and says, Bart Scott picked him to miss the playoffs. Bart, Bart Scott. Scott. Zach. Zach. It's Bart Scott. Yeah. It's Bart Scott. The, 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 we call him Many Bart people Scott did. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, congratulations to your Kansas City Chiefs, Kayla. Um, Thank you, guys. I think, Thank you. I, I do think it'll be fun to watch Travis Kelsey on SNL. That should be a, an interesting yes. episode, if nothing He's else. He's having a um, week. 
And it, it'll be interesting to uh, to listen to Eagles fans complain about defensive holding calls all offseason. That should be a good time as well. Uh, we all now have different reasons to dislike Philadelphia. Kayla, because you got to play them in a Super Bowl. RJ, because you're in Dallas. And me, because I'm on the other side of the state from them. And they throw snowballs at Santa Claus. We can all come together on that. Now, to well the aligned. task at hand. Yes, well aligned indeed. To the task at hand, which is college basketball. Down goes number one. Again, this is the eighth time the number one team in the country has fallen this season uh, already. Uh, some sort of record, it has to be. It feels like it. Number one, Bama falling to number 10, RJ. Tennessee. There it is. Uh, tying the record. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it broke the record. It ties the record for most ever losses by number one in one season in the AP poll era. And we still got... Uh, about a month, uh, a little less than a month of the regular season to go. Uh, Purdue, of course, uh, before Bama lost to Tennessee, uh, they lost to Northwestern. I don't know if we trust number ones anymore or not, guys. I don't know if there's, to me anyway, I think there's a clear-cut delineation between, say, the top five teams in the country for my money, maybe six, and then everyone else. Uh, but I don't know if I trust anyone on the top two seed lines right now, RJ. It feels like uh, they're maybe maybe Houston only because we know they're in a conference where they won't really be threatened. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they would be the one. Um, you know, with Alabama, here's the thing with them. They are such a live and die by the three team that one off night, and this is why they'll get picked off of the tournament at some point, uh, like a lot of teams would, it's, it's that they just live and die with that three. It takes one team to get hot. And then them have an off night, and they're cooked. Uh, and we saw it, like, in this game. I mean, just look at it. If you go down to Alabama's rest of their schedule, 77, 97, 79, 101. Those are the previous four totals in points. They scored 59 in this game. Uh, you know, they, just, they had an off night. Same thing when they played Oklahoma, and they lost. Uh, you know, they had a really bad defensive night, but, you know, they only scored 69 points in that game. Uh, I mean, they, they've scored over 100 points in a game, like, five or six times this year. And they put up 59 in this one. Uh, it, it's going to be really, really difficult to sustain that kind of three-point shooting at the course of the season. And that's why they're a vulnerable team. So, um, you, know, you know, there is no great team. That is one thing. Every single college basketball team is a fraud. Now, that's not a bad thing. They're just, you know what I mean? It's not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I know it's really hard to say that, right? You don't mean that they're a fraud in a bad way. But they're, they're all frauds. <laughs> right. There's no that's great team. Word. Everyone it has a soft favorite. spot. Uh, it, it, that's yeah. what it looks like. You know, it, if you look at it, Kayla, I mean, Purdue loses a, a week ago. Uh, we just mentioned the Bama loss. Um, again, Houston is not going to be really challenged at all in what's left on their schedule. Kansas and Texas are in the the cannibalistic Big 12. UCLA <laughs> might be a candidate to, to jump up to a one line, depending on how things shake out. But then... Baylor and Arizona, widely regarded as the other twos, maybe Tennessee. Um, it's it, it th that's I think the 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 greater point here that RJ just made. Kayla is there's there's nobody to really trust above everyone else. Not at all, and it bums me out because I feel like I don't know. It's just more fun when you have that one front runner that every team is trying to take down. It makes the season mm. a little bit like anticlimactic in a way. Um, but I do agree. I think UCLA is going to have the best shot just because their conference is kind of easy. <laughs> they're not, they're at the top. They're, no one's going to, I don't think, come close to them. 
they've got a pretty easy remainder of the schedule. But yeah, everyone else is going to, it's going to be a dogfight, especially like you said, in the big 12 with Kansas and Texas and trying to take each other down. Houston would probably have a good chance just because of their um, conference as well. But I don't like it. I don't like it when the best teams have holes and don't win every game. It just, I don't know. It makes it a little less exciting. Um, but I also think it's going to just be complete chaos once we get to tournament time. Yeah, it's nice to have some people to root against. And when some of the Blue Bloods aren't up there, or at least not where they should be, it does. It makes it maybe a little less fun. Um, so yeah, it's I'm, I'm right there with you in that regard. As far as those teams that are right on the bubble, and it is a huge, huge weekend for the Big 12. A whole bunch of Big 12 games to talk about specifically before we wrap things up here today and get you our best bets on BetQLU. Uh, but when we look at the bubble, we've got our bracket matrix that averages 200 different mock brackets into the seeding. Uh, Producer Zach updates it for us every week, or at least provides us a link that's updated. Uh, and I just want to give him credit for it, even if it's not his work. He, you get credit for it, Zach, for putting up with us. <laughs> Last four in right now, Texas A&M, UNC, New Mexico, and Southern Cal. Uh, first four out, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Clemson, Oregon. Um, we will talk about Kentucky a little bit later as well, because they have a huge one this weekend also. But I, I don't know what to make of North Carolina and where they're at now, RJ. It, it just it, it feels like they could go from preseason number one to out of the dance at this point. They could. I, I wonder, like, how is A&M a bubble team? They're 19 and seven. They're 11 and two in conference. How is a team yeah, 11 and two in conference a bubble team? And you look, a lot of brackets, I shouldn't say a lot, there are a couple brackets that have them. I see one that's as high as seven, I think, a seven seed. There are eights and nines. Those are solidly in, right? Those spots, seven, eight, nine. But then you still see a lot of tens and even a lot of elevens when you sift through the different spots where they're at in these mock brackets. And it's a good question. Like, why? Why why are they right there on a line with uh, Mississippi State, for example? Like, I think there's a clear difference between those two teams. And maybe it's not a golf, but it feels like there's a big enough difference between A&M and Mississippi State that one should clearly be in and one should clearly not be in. But Kayla, uh, as far as the Tar Heels go, uh, I don't know. They, they lose Monday at home to Miami. Um I don't, I don't know what to make. Look, every program is going to go through a fair amount of transition when they're going from a, a living legend to the next guy, right? We're seeing it, we're seeing it down the road with Duke right now. Uh, but at North Carolina, this has been, this, this has been another trip and fall flat on their face kind of year. Zero and nine in quad one games. Um, it, it would be something to watch them fall so far, so fast. Yeah, this is. This is a bummer. Again, it goes back to the last point we made, how they were projected to be the top team in the country, and now they're maybe not even going to make the tournament. That is wild to think about. Um, I don't know if we chalk it up to a weird sophomore slump uh, with Hubert Davis um, after we saw them go to the final four last season. Um, it's inter it's an interesting turn of events, that's for sure. Ninth in the ACC. They probably have had better losses than Kentucky, Um but they've got NC State, still Virginia, and Duke. That's not going to be easy. But yeah, I don't know if it's just a matter of uh, Davis riding Roy's coattails last season. Um, but I don't like seeing these powerhouses not have great seasons. I just don't think it's great for college basketball. But then again, we get to see some other people get in the mix. But this is a wild turn of events for UNC, especially when looking yeah. at last season. 
And it does portend, I would think, like you said earlier, Kayla, some chaos once the tournament gets started. Um, I, I have a question because this is something we got into earlier in the week on our morning show here in Pittsburgh, and it's the value of which has more value to you? A win, and I know what my answer is, and I'll start with you, RJ. A win over, I don't care who it is, uh, some bottom-tier dregs of the ACC, Louisville, for example. What's more valuable to you? A win, which I think is always more valuable over, say, a team like that, or a loss to a tight, hotly contested loss to a top-10 team, Uh, say, one of those top-10 teams out of the Big 12. This is something we go back and forth a lot about with these teams on the bubble in particular in my neck of the woods between Pitt and West Virginia, for example, is West Virginia's gotten slaughtered in the Big 12, but they a lot of them have been close, tight ball games against top 10 teams, whereas Pitt is in the ACC. And yeah, they haven't really beaten anybody too impressive, but they're simply winning games they're supposed to win. Uh, look, I mean, t- to me, it's... I don't know. I'm not going to... I don't punish teams. I don't like to punish teams for you know, road losses against quality opponents. Mm -hmm. You know, good wins to me matter much more than losses do. Um, The thing with, you know, a team like West Virginia, you got to show you can beat some of these teams sooner or later. You know, that's one of the issues, right? You know, know, to me, being able to win games matters. I would much rather take, uh, if I was was on the selection committee, I would much rather take uh, a team that has played a tough schedule but lost a lot of these games close than to take a team that's played a poor schedule and won a lot of them. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, I, I'll take a team that's got some some tight losses to, to top-tier teams, you know, top-10 teams. I, I don't necessarily dock them for that, but then I wonder, what do you do about a team, Kayla, in a weaker conference who can't really control what's on their schedule and they're still winning games they're supposed to win? We talked about Houston earlier, for example. I am the wrong person to ask this question um, coming from a power five school. I just, I think, I think competitive games and strength of schedule makes more of a difference and ha- carries more weight, I guess I would say um, mm-hmm. than these smaller schools who are, are like just winning every game in their conference, but who have they played? Um, I don't know. I think you need ranked opponents on there. I think you need really solid wins, um, convincing wins for a to even get a look for the tournament. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that losses don't matter as much when you're in these bigger conferences and um, going up against really good teams week after week. I have a question. Is Alabama, Tennessee, a new rivalry? Uh, in basketball? In f- f- football, basketball, you life. name it. This is, this in is life, getting interesting. It's, it's been, I mean, <laughs> If, uh, for Tennessee fans, it's it's been the biggest rivalry in for for a hundred years. Uh, yeah, it's 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 always been a rivalry. Um, you know, Bama, they have the same thing. I mean, they 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 would say Auburn probably is their bigger biggest rival, or maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, I'll you know, they, you. It probably it probably is. But um, yeah, no, it's it's always been a rivalry. Problem is the SEC. I mean, everybody's everybody hates each other until it comes bowl right. season, then we all pull for each other. <laughs> it's something though to lose uh, to be number one and lose to the other guy in a tight game in each sport within the course of what three months of each other three and a half months of each other you're right Kayla those two are at each other's throats uh speaking of the SEC I know we mentioned Kentucky being on the bubble as well they got 
that massive win over Mississippi State earlier in the week. We will talk about them coming up, as well as all those huge Big 12 games that are on the way this weekend as well. We'll also get you our best bets before we wrap things up here today on BetQLU as well. Coming up next, we talk about the updated odds to make the Final Four. We might not trust any of these teams, especially the ones on the one line, but somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go to the Final Four. So are there teams we definitely have an eye on, especially when you consider the odds? Are there teams we're not going anywhere near? And some updated conference odds as well, because, well, Purdue and Alabama – have established themselves as clear favorites in their respective conferences. The Pac-12, the Big East, the Big 12, the ACC all still have some interesting conversations to be had about conference championship odds down the stretch as well. And as I mentioned, some huge Big 12 games we'll preview before we wrap things up. And of course, our best bets of the weekend as well. You're locked in for another weekend here across the BetQL network to BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back in across the BetQL network. This is BetQLU. Wherever you may be in the world, whatever you're up to, we're on your Odyssey app as well. Take us with you, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Even get us in podcast form on demand inside your Odyssey app. Uh, Just follow the podcast in there and you will get it delivered to you as soon as it's ready every single week. And it's only going to heat up from here as we push towards the end of the regular season, towards conference tournaments. And of course, the big daddy, uh, the NCAA tournament. So make sure you're up to date. Make sure you are there. And right, make sure you watch as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. I am Chris Mack, and we will get you our best bets before we wrap things up. There are a handful of games that we want to touch on, uh, a trio, at least a trio of big, big 12 games that we want to get into a little bit of detail on. And we will touch on in just a couple of minutes updated final four odds there are there's a few teams with some value I think that we can get into in just a moment but updated odds to win conferences now as we saw a couple of conference leaders fall this week a couple of number ones fall Purdue then Alabama Uh, so as we look at it uh, let's start with Let's start with the ACC. Before we get into those big conferences like the Big Ten or the SEC, let's start with the conference that everybody says is down this year, the ACC. Virginia minus 160 to win the ACC regular season title. Miami 3-1, to Pitt plus 450. Clemson 12-1 to from there. You get to the Dukes and NC States of the world, which when you look at the standings, it's not crazy, but you know they're two and a half, they're three games back of Pitt and Virginia who lead right now I guess the question is and I'll ask both of you this because maybe I'm a little too close to the situation to understand it Pitt at plus 450 to win the ACC when there's not really much at all left on their schedule in the regular season and they're currently tied with Virginia at 12 and 3 in the ACC who they have a tiebreaker over because they beat 
Virginia earlier this season. RJ, uh, why are people still not buying in on Pitt? Do they expect them to have that fall on their face moment maybe down the stretch? You know, that's a good question. I don't know why they're not buying into it. Um, will they have their fall on their face moment? Maybe, but look, the, the conference is so winnable. Uh, here's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, everybody talks about how down the ACC is. They're still projected to get seven teams into the tournament. I mean, that isn't down. That that's where is that down? That's that's not down. Uh, I would love to have a conference that gets seven teams in the if I was the commissioner of that conference. Now, maybe the thing is they got like twenty teams in that conference now that it's not really that it's it's not a high percentage. But um, yeah, I, I I think they've got a, a pretty decent chance. It, it is a, it is a good conference. It is not that what it's used to be in. It isn't the right. same conference it was a couple of years ago, but. When you're going to get seven teams in, that's still a very, very solid, um, you know, solid grouping. Kayla, when you look at the ACC, I understand totally having Virginia installed as the favorite. That 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 makes total sense to me. Um, Miami at three to one, Pitt at plus four fifty. As I mentioned, the other two teams there they meet at the end of the regular season. Uh, we'll see if that maybe decides something. Maybe Virginia has pulled away from one or both of those teams at this point. I don't really see any value in betting on Virginia at this point at minus 160. If you wanted them, I hope you got them earlier in the season. But between Miami and Pitt, maybe a long shot like Clemson at 12 to 1, is there any value left for you in the ACC race? Ooh. um, Well, going back to that first question, Pitt, I'm one of those people that doesn't buy a lot into them. It's just not a flashy Mm -hmm. basketball school to me. Like, again, when you're in the same conference as UNC and Duke and Virginia, it's like, Pitt? I'm I'm not bought into them yet. Um, I mean, they're not even ranked, are they? No, no. no. That's been a that's so been an issue of much consternation on campus. Um, I'm I'm I would lean Virginia here. Um, I don't see any reason in taking. I don't know. It's a toss up between Virginia and Miami to me. Um, and the ACC. I'm not bought in on Pitt. But yeah, that last game of the season between Miami and Pitt will certainly help decide things. But such a weird year when you don't have Duke and UNC at the top of the ACC. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, the Big East, where Pitt came from, and maybe why they're not thought of as a flash uh, ACC-style program yet. Uh, Marquette, minus 340. Creighton, plus 380. We got Xavier at 12-1. to 1, Providence at 19-1. to 1. When I look at the Big East, guys, I, I scroll through and I say, okay, this should be, uh, again, I guess a six seven maybe they get a seventh team in you you talk about any conference that gets six or seven teams in rj they should feel pretty good i could see the big east squeezing seven in uh just based on name brand recognition alone with a team like villanova maybe if they get a couple of conference tournament wins uh but as far as winning the conference this is another one where you know I, i i don't understand for example looking at marquette as a minus 340 and creighton a plus 380 when we've got them, what, within a game and a half of each other in the standings, and Providence and Xavier right. are both right there, too. Right. Now, look, I mean, if they get if Villanova gets in, it is strictly on name recognition. I mean, that is a 500 yes. basketball <laughs> team. Uh, they, they're what, four games under 500 on the road. Uh, they have an under 500 record in the conference. I mean, th- th- there is no way. Like, if, if they're a tournament team and A&M is a bubble team, like, I don't know what the hell's going on, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this is probably right now, it's looking to be like a five-bid league to me. 
Um, you know, you look at the, you got your Marquette and Xavier Province, Creighton and UConn. There's your teams. You want to sneak Seton Hall in? All right, we could talk about that. Yeah. But that's the only one I could think of. I don't think any of the other teams have a chance or, or have a legitimate argument. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They have a chance because it's the committee and they're human. Uh, but I don't think any of the other teams have a legitimate argument to get in. Yeah, Seton Hall is way on the outside looking in. And like I said, the only way Villanova were to, if, were, would be, to, be able to challenge that would be a long conference tournament run, maybe even having to win the conference, uh, which would obviously get them in. But Kayla, the Big East, uh, to see that wide a disparity, I guess, between teams that are within a game and a half of each other, again, Marquette minus 340, no value left there, I don't think. But Creighton 380, Xavier 12 to 1, Providence 19 to 1. I like the way Providence plays in big games, but a game and a half within each other, it's just, that's that's really tight to me to see numbers that large on the board. Yeah, this is a tight race, and I I don't know. We'll see how things shake out. But um, again, it's a weird year when you've got all these big names in the Big East that you're used to seeing in the tournament, um, like a Villanova, maybe not get in. Um, but as it stands right now, this the Big East is wide open as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know. I'm I'm staying away from this one until until we see a little more towards the end of the season. But I can I can see a Providence taking uh, the Big East or Xavier. Um, yeah, this is a close race in the Big East. Pac-12, you mentioned earlier, not very deep. Uh, you got UCLA, fourth ranked UCLA, eighth ranked Arizona at the top of the conference. The odds right now, UCLA. Minus 700, Arizona plus 420 to win the regular season conference crown in the Pac-12. UCLA, guys, for me, is is a team that not just to win the Pac-12, but to go on a run. And we'll get into updated Final Four odds in a couple of minutes. But they're a team that I've had an eye on all year because they've got some guys still on the roster who have been there, done that. And they don't seem easily phased, RJ. No, they don't seem easily phased, do they? Isn't that wild? Like every now and then, you'll get teams like that that just just go on out there and and play. And like nothing rattles them. They they always mm-hmm. seem to just play exactly to their level. Doesn't matter what you know what game they wear, home game, road game. They play to their level, uh, and, and you love to see it. That's that, that that to me a lot of times is a sign of good coaching. Um, it's a sign of you know sometimes the sports side of being in, you know having upperclassmen on the roster, which doesn't always happen anymore. Uh, but when you're right. not phased and, and, and you seem to play to your level all the time, that is a great sign for the tournament. UCLA and Arizona both coming down to the wire here, Kayla. You're out there on the West Coast. You see these teams maybe a little bit more than some of us out East. And they have a huge game. The The final regular season game uh, is uh, in L.A. It's UCLA against Arizona. That will that could be the one. Uh, that that decides the Pac-12. And so when you look at UCLA as the clear-cut favorite at minus 700 and the Wildcats at plus 420, uh, is there any value left in Arizona for you? Or, excuse me, in UCLA, or do you see enough value in Arizona? 
I'm I'm sticking with UCLA in this one. I just don't think there's any way that they don't come out on top of the Pac-12. Although when these two teams faced each other earlier in the season, uh, they took the L to Arizona 58-52 on the road. So I think that is obviously going to change once they're playing them at home. This has just been such a dominant team all season. They went on that 14-game win streak. Um, they've had four losses all year to ranked Illinois, ranked Baylor, um, ranked Arizona, and then division rival USC on the road. So I'm riding high with UCLA. I don't think there's any reason to get off them at this point. All right. The cannibalistic big 12, I called it earlier, and that's definitely what it is. And this is the, these are the kind of numbers you expect on the board. I think for an outright conference champ, when you've got a conference, that's this tight. And just real quick to go over the standings of the big 12, everybody is still on top of each other. And it it is every single night feels like just about anybody can beat just about anybody else. Uh, This is a seven bid conference right now. Uh, because they've got seven teams. It feels like any one of them can beat any one of the others. Kansas, Texas, Baylor, all in the top 10. Kansas State, number 12. Iowa State, number 19. TCU, 22. Oklahoma State in the mix. Uh, The people in Morgantown would like to believe that West Virginia is still in the mix. Maybe they are. I don't know. But the odds to win the conference regular season title, Kansas minus 105, RJ. Baylor, 2-1. to Texas, 350. Iowa State, 1500. I, I, I'll be honest. I can't read this conference anymore. So I don't know if I have a conference championship <laughs> play. <laughs> yeah. You know, Lenardi's got West Virginia in right now, not even in yeah. the play in game. He's got them solidly in on the 11 line. Uh, he's got them as an eight win as a, they have them as an eight bid league. Uh, dude, who's going to win this conference? I have, I have no earthly idea. <laughs> one day I want to say Kansas. One day I want to say Texas. Uh, one day I want to say Iowa State, uh, Baylor. I mean, I, seriously, all these teams I could easily see winning the regular season. K State's another one, but they got you know they got a couple of more losses in hand. This thing cannibalizes itself, dude. It really, really does. Um, I, I don't buy Texas right now. They're the one team I don't buy. Um, Kansas had their struggles, their stretch. I think they've cured that. They're over that. I, I think they're the team that kind of survives this thing. Yeah, uh, again, this weekend is going to be huge in the Big 12. We're going to touch on several of these games individually in just a little bit. But Kansas-Texas, another regular season finale that could be a huge decider of who wins the regular season conference crown and the number one conference tournament seed. Uh, Kayla, if you have any better idea than the rest of us on what's going on in the Big 12, by all means, feel free to enlighten us. Well, I'll tell you who I'm not betting, and that's Kansas. Um, of course, they've taken course. L's to <laughs> Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, K State, um, Tennessee. Don't don't ride with Kansas. I'm I'm leaning Baylor. I think I agree with RJ. Um, not super sold on Texas, but I see Baylor coming out of the Big Twelve. But again, everyone takes everyone down. Um, obviously, we're gonna <clears throat> touch on it next segment. But this Baylor Kansas game is gonna be huge this weekend. Cannot wait for that. I just. Kansas will find a way to choke. Mark my words. Okay. I I think I'm with RJ, and I think they've managed to turn a corner here, and they're bringing things back around, but we'll see. TCU getting healthy also. This conference is just – it's bananas. Um, As far as updated odds to make the Final Four, Houston plus 130, Bama plus 170, Purdue plus 195. Then you get up over 200 from there. In the 200s, Kansas, UCLA, and Baylor. Is there a team – 
that you would invest in right now to make a run to the final four guys? And is there a team that you have absolutely zero interest in betting going to the final four, RJ? Um, from a conference in particular or just in general? Just any, anybody in, in particular. Is there a team that you look at and say, there is no way I'm touching them or no, I'm all over them. I could see them making a run. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I wouldn't touch my Tennessee team, uh, to go to the final four. Really? Uh, they just, I, I just don't think they have that. They don't have that dude that could score to take over a game. They're, they're too, I hate to say it, they're too much of a team. You know, hmm. you need, you do need that. I know it's like, it sounds, it sounds bad. you need that guy. You need that guy to go get you that bucket when you need one. Right. You know, when you, you want an iron team. team. Yeah, there is. There, that's right. There's no I team. There's no guy in team. You need that guy though that that can, you know, when when you haven't scored in three minutes, they go get you that bucket. We don't have that. We don't have that player. Yeah, there is no are, set dude that could go get it. Vols are five to one to make the final four. Kayla, you're not allowed to say Missouri. Who do you who do you believe in to f- make it to the final four? Do you, is there anybody you like value on here? That would be a cool turn of events. Um, anyone <laughs> I like making it to the final four. Yeah. I like a UCLA. I like a Baylor. I like a Virginia. I don't like a Kansas. Aside from last year, they always find a way to. Yes. (laughs) But it was my favorite um, March Madness tradition. They find a way to lose either the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16. It's the best, aside from last season. Um, But yeah, Yeah. those those would be my picks. I'm with you on UCLA plus 270 right now to make the Final Four. And for a long shot, I do... I'm keeping an eye on Virginia plus 550. Coming out of that ACC, maybe not facing a lot of stiff tests along the way. I think they might be primed with the way we know Tony Bennett teams play defense to make a run. Coming up next, the games you'll absolutely want to keep an eye on this weekend. Plus, we still got to get you our best bets for the weekend as well. Alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Everyone be adults now. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Best bets still on the way as we are live coast to coast on the BetQL Network here with BetQLU, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app as well, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. I'm Chris Mack. He's RJ Choppy. She's Kayla Canaram. We are talking college basketball and not at all getting uh, bogged down in conversations about the HOA uh, during breaks. <laughs> Promise that's not happening at all. And RJ is not going to run for HOA president purely for show content. We promise you that much. <laughs> We may have to break that promise later. But anyway, yeah. all right, we have a huge weekend of the Big 12. We will get to uh, a trio of giant Big 12 games in just a second. But let's start in the Big 10, where number 14, Indiana, hosting Illinois. It's a noon Eastern tip in Bloomington. Uh, the spread on this one projected by Ken Palm right around four points. Total projected at 146 and a half. Indiana comes in nine and six in the Big Ten, a projected five seed by the bracket matrix. They had a nice little three-game winning streak going. Uh, started with their upset win over Purdue a couple weeks ago. 
Then they got handled by Northwestern. It ended up only being a two-point game, but at points they were trailing by, I want to say, at least 15 uh, on Wednesday. Illinois, a projected six seed, reeling, uh, I would think, after getting absolutely shredded by a Penn State team that couldn't couldn't find a bucket to save their lives for a couple of weeks. 93-81 on Tuesday, they lose to the Nittany Lions. Jalen Pickett dropped 41. So a couple of teams that really, I don't want to say desperately need the wins. They're tournament teams, but they need to avoid going into a skid here, RJ, both of them. Yeah, they really do. Um, you know, and, and you know, Indiana's a team that I thought, I thought righted the ship. Um, you know, I thought they did a couple of the weeks back when, you know, they had lost three straight games, and I thought they kind of righted the ship, and then they go and lose the Northwestern. And I was just like, huh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, right. But, yeah, they, they they are tournament teams. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but this is one of those situations where they, they – one of these two has got to step up and actually show something going heading into it. You don't, you know, you don't want to go into the tournament uh, on a sluggish note. Uh, or Cobra Sermon or the NCAA, so – yeah, they, they both are in real desperate need for a win. Illinois could use a really good road win, too. This would be a good, solid road win for them. Yeah, and, and, you know, Zach, producer Zach, makes a great point. You know, Indiana losing to Northwestern the way that they did. Northwestern has been on a heater lately. Another team that people on their campus are saying, why aren't we ranked similar to Pitt in the ACC? They beat Purdue and Indiana in back-to-back games. Kayla, um, this is a spot where both teams feel like they need to get right. I'll t- Indiana at home, I think it, four is a little a little much for me, but I think I'll lay the four with Illinois coming in. I'm right there with you. Um, not to mention the last time this game took place, uh, Illinois lost to the Hoosiers 80-65. So with it being at home, I, I feel pretty good about taking Indiana at minus four. Tennessee, Kentucky. This is a huge one, not just because it's a rivalry game. One Eastern on Saturday. Number 10 Volunteers fresh off the big win against Alabama uh, after back-to-back buzzer beater losses to Vandy and Mizzou. They're a projected three seed, though. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Number one in adjusted defensive efficiency in the country, according to Ken Palm. They are an enigma wrapped in a riddle. You touched on it earlier, RJ. Kentucky projected first four out, according to the bracket matrix, right there firmly on the bubble, and they need a boost for their resume, which makes this rivalry game extra spicy. It it makes this one extra important, an opportunity for Kentucky at home, uh, getting four at home against Tennessee to perhaps uh, confuse us even more about the Vols, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, look, it it is a confusing team. Tennessee had no business losing to Kentucky the first time they played them. Uh, they, they, they couldn't shoot the basketball. It was, you know, Tennessee doesn't really lose games at home. You know, they did somehow to Mizzou. Don't know how that happened, uh, but they did. Um, you know, and it was ter- terrible, terrible game, Kayla. Terrible. M-I-Z. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, this game obviously means more to Kentucky than it does to Tennessee. Tennessee's best chance is to get a two seed. You know, right now they're probably a solid number three. Uh, I, I would probably lean the under in this one. If, you, if I was going to pick on one of them, on the spread of the other, I'd t- probably go under the total of 133. Tennessee's got a really good defense. They hold teams under 60 points a lot of times. Uh, I, I, w- I, would bet, I would bet that nobody gets to 70 in this game. This game's probably in the low 60s. Kayla, Tennessee-Kentucky, big rivalry game. Opportunity for Kentucky to maybe get themselves off the bubble at home. 
I, I, I kind of like them getting the four, but Tennessee, as much as RJ has complained about them today, uh, I think there's consistency to be found there for the Vols. Yeah, I you could say that, but I know we already harped on this. I, Tennessee makes no sense to me. They lose to Mizzou, Vanderbilt, Florida. They beat number 10 Texas, number 25 Auburn, and number one Bama. Um, they are a very confusing team. Uh, it, this does mean more to Kentucky. They've got a lot more writing on this. Um, and they beat them last outing, 63-56 on January 14th. The fact that this is at home um, and the way Tennessee plays against mediocre teams, I can't believe we're calling Kentucky a mediocre team, but here we are. <laughs> I can see Kentucky covering at home. I'm still iffy on what to do in this one, but I'm kind of leaning Kentucky um, plus four. A big day in the Big 12 starts at one central in Austin. Number six, Longhorns. Laying 10 to visiting Oklahoma. The Sooners are 500 uh, overall. Three and 10, just three and 10 in the Big 12. The Longhorns are 14 and one at home. Sixth in the Big 12 shooting threes. Brock Cunningham, Marcus Carr, both over 40% from beyond the arc. Uh, I don't think Texas has a problem putting Oklahoma away early, RJ. Uh, I don't either. I think I love Texas in this game. They're really, really solid at home. Uh, you know, Oklahoma is, they are just exactly what their record says they are. They are a 500 <laughs> team. I don't know how they put it on Alabama the way they did. That made, that was probably to me. No sense. That's easy. <laughs> Easily the biggest upset of the year for me. I have no idea what happened in that game. Not They could run that game back a hundred more times, and I don't think you get the same outcome. No, I, you're exactly right. Kayla, Oklahoma, as RJ put it, exceedingly mediocre, which in the Big 12 is going to get you beat up. And on the road in the Big 12, I don't know if it helps you cover 10 at Texas. Uh, yeah, they've gone two and four in their last six, uh, took losses to Oklahoma State, West Virginia, number 14, Baylor, number nine, KU. They did lose to Texas earlier this season just by one. Um, but Texas has a tough remainder of the schedule. They've got number 19, Iowa State, number nine, Baylor, number 22, TCU, and number five, KU. This will be their easiest game the rest of the season. So I think they're going to want to make it count at home. Um, their conference wins have been on the closer side, minus the Oklahoma State and West Virginia games. So... I like Texas to cover here. They're going to really need to um, make a push during the remainder of this, the schedule that they have. At the same time, that one's going on. Also one central on ESPN, number 19, Iowa state, the Cyclones visiting number 12, Kansas state and the wildcats favored by just two total sits at about one thirty-four. Uh, Kansas state, a projected four seed. They've lost four of their last five. Iowa state, a projected three seed. They've lost five straight Big 12 games on the road. I don't trust Iowa State on the road. A lot of that is the Big 10 effect. But, RJ, I just uh, – Kansas State, they, they seem to have things together, especially at home. Yeah, they do. That's a tough place to play, too. Uh, I love K-State in this one. Uh, it, it's funny, you know, both of these teams, they've – and obviously both be the Big 12, you're going to play the same schedule. But, man, K-State's like they, – they've struggled a lot of times – with with ranked opponents this year uh it, it's very very odd even though they've got a really good record uh they, they have struggled i'll take k-state though minus two and a half kayla uh it's, it's so darn hard to win on the road in the big 12 um and this being just a two-point spread i think kansas state covers what about you yeah this one's tricky and i think this will be one of the better games this weekend for sure because iowa state has beat ku k-state um in their first meeting 
Like I said, this should be one of the better games that we're running through. Um, but the fact that it's at home for the Wildcats, I am leaning K-State to cover minus two. And like we said, Iowa State, not so hot on the road. The big one in the Big 12, three central on ESPN. Number nine, Baylor at number five, Kansas. The Jayhawks favored by four total sits, 152 and a half. You got the last two national champions meeting up. Kansas a projected one seed. Baylor a projected two seed. The winner will have the edge. Uh, if there's a three-way tie between these two in Texas in the Big 12 regular season title race. Uh, Baylor, number one in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Uh, Kansas, they've shown a little more depth uh, in the last couple of weeks. A, a heavyweight fight in the Big 12. Um, I think I like Kansas as I've started to find that depth over the last couple of weeks, RJ. Uh, by four, might be a little too much for me, but again... Playing on the road in the Big 12 is, is is no joke. Oh, no. No joke at all. Um, give me Kansas. Uh, give me Kansas in this game. Uh, I agree with you. The uh, the point spread's a little bit steep, but I'll still take the Jayhawks uh, and the points. Uh, even though even though Baylor kind of put it to them a couple of weeks back, I'll, I'll still take Kansas and the points here. Baylor and Kansas, Kayla. I've, should I even ask? Why even ask? No. <laughs> Baylor's gone five and one in their last six. Um, <clears throat> they have they play four ranked teams on the remainder of their schedule: KU, K State, Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Or sorry, not Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Um, they already beat KU once earlier this season, 75-69. Guys, can lightning strike twice? I sure hope so. Um, after dropping three straight and again to number thirteen Iowa State, three games later, KU has won their last three straight against Texas, OU, and Oklahoma State, which means. They are due for another loss. And what better team to do it than the Baylor Bears, who have already done it once this season. So this should be an incredible game. I'm obviously taking Baylor plus four. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Man, it's going to be a huge day in the Big 12. Uh, can't wait to see how it all shakes out. Which brings us to our best bets of the weekend. We've started to sort of widen the lens just a little bit when we get to our best bets. Obviously, uh, with, with with so much great football being played in the last month in the NFL, we've we've gone that direction. We've gone college football a couple times here and there. I'll tell you exactly where I'm going with my best bet of the weekend. It's with Mr. Highlight Real Dunk, but no NBA experience himself. It's Mac McClung. Two to one to win the slam dunk contest. I know the slam dunk contest isn't what it used to be, guys, but give me the short white guy to blow everybody's minds at the slam dunk contest. Give me Mac McClung. RJ? Ooh. Uh, you know, give me TCU minus three against Oklahoma State at home. I like it. I will, I will finally stand up for the Horn Frauds. <laughs> Kayla? I'm looking at the A&M Mizzou game. Obviously, uh, Mizzou hosts the Aggies. Both teams are 19 and seven. Mizzou has only lost two games at home all season long. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Mizzou is a hostile arena, a hostile environment to play in. Um, so I like them to cover at minus one at home against Texas A&M. Great stuff, guys. We will do it again next week as we continue to inch closer to Selection Sunday alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. I'm Chris Mack. And this has been BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla. Here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.